He brought a couple copies with. I am reading it right now, and you should buy it. That, that's all there is to it. Seriously, it's one of the best books I've ever read on how to hear God's voice, which is something I've taught on for 10 years now. And so this is wow. one of the best books I've read on the subject, and so you should, like, totally buy it. That wasn't just a plug because you're my friend, although I would do that anyway. But it actually is a really good book. So. Amen. We'll have to give you 10% of the proceeds from time to sale. Let's go with 20. 20. 20%. <laughs> so I brought the crown. Did he, did he mention it? He didn't tell me anything about my history. I did. I thought that you let did all that. that let me all do all that myself. Hold it. My little show. You started like that. You came from the Check one. Did I finish? There. Check one. Check one. All right. Sorry, Karen? Oh, I'm just saying, tell them where you visited recently. That's really cool. Ireland. Oh, right. Well, if you prefer, if you prefer, I'll do the entire message in my Irish accent for you. Because I'm from Ireland. Is anybody from Ireland? Because I don't look really stupid. No. <laughs> no, I'm from. So I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm known as the Viking when I go to Ireland. I've been serving, yeah. I've been serving the Lord in Ireland for 24 years. That was my first port of call as a young missionary when I was 22. So that, I'll, if you do the math, they'll tell you how old I am now. I'm an old man at 46. But God called me to Ireland at age 22, and uh, it was a unique calling because when I got there, I, uh, on my 23rd birthday, we did a, a special trip, and they took me on a boat uh, out to the very west, southwestern coast of Ireland to an island. It's called Skellig Michael. And on that island, in the 5th century, a monastery was established. So any of you here ever heard of uh, Bethel, like Bethel, California? Any of you here ever heard of IHOP in Kansas City? Okay, so you're familiar with, okay, 24-7 prayer and worship? Sounds like a pretty great idea, doesn't it? Guess where it was birthed? It was birthed on Skellig Michael in the 5th century. And they had little beehive huts that were set up. And monks gathered there. There were usually a rotation of 12 monks and a leader. And they had 24-hour-a-day rotations for prayer and worship. And they prayed through the Irish missions, which then evangelized all of Europe that had fallen into darkness. And I was taken on this boat trip to see this island. And the first thing I remembered seeing were these stone steps, these ancient stone steps going up that were carved by the monks in the 5th, 6th, and 7th centuries as they prayed. Now, I'm just going to relate this story to you afresh, and then I'm going to tie it somehow into the material of Love Speaks, the new book, because uh, I like to live on the edge, so I, 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 I'm going off of this first. So uh, if any of you Star Wars fans, let me see, let me see, show of hands, okay? Any of you go see, oh, we got, she's on the fence, she's on the fence. I mean, it was right in my prime in the 80s. Okay, right, right. I can remember, were any of you born in 1977? Probably not. Okay, all right, so you don't count. that. You have to be born. 77. I was 7 in 77 when the original Star Wars came out, so I still remember going to see the first one. I was in the womb. Which, you were in the womb. My mom took me okay. in the womb to see Star Wars. Sorry, sorry, what did she say? Sorry? You mean the fourth movie. Oh, so, sorry, yes. You are definitely a Star Wars fan. From our brother in the back row, you can be my amen section tonight, brother. <laughs> Not to correct the speaker, but it was the fourth movie, Coral. <laughs> Whatever. So my, my, my amen section back there. Anyway, uh, so in the, in the, in the current film, the, which is what, the seventh film? Are we right there? I got that number right. 
So my wife took me on a date uh, to see that film last year. We, we have date night about once a month or so, if we can carve that out. And uh, she takes me to see Star Wars. And so I'm sitting there in the theater, and I'm watching the movie, and I'm loving it. And then all of a sudden, toward the end, now, is, this is a little spoiler. So has everybody seen it that wants to see it? Wait, I'll tell the news. Okay. <laughs> la, 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 la. So, okay, the whole point of the film is they're, they're looking for... We'll go, we'll go off mic. We're recording this, right? <laughs> so it's been a year. I got no excuse. She got no excuses. So the whole point of the film is we're going to find Luke Skywalker, right? So, so then the spaceship flies in to the final scene, and it flies around, and all of a sudden it comes on this island, and, I, and, and, and it lands on this island in the middle of the sea. And then the woman, the girl that's looking for Luke, starts, lands the ship and walks up these ancient stone steps. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, wait a minute, I've been there. I know those steps. It's got to be. So she goes up the steps, and just for, just for two seconds, there's a two-second shot as she comes past, and you can see all the bi- uh, beehive huts where the monks used to pray and worship God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then she comes up, and the point of the whole film is she meets, she meets, I guess you see Luke. And they, so I go home that night. I was so excited, and I Googled, Skellig Michael, Star Wars, and I found, sure enough, they shot that movie on Skellig Michael, and uh, guess, where, guess where the next Star Wars 8 opens? Spoiler, on Skellig Michael. So when that film comes out in a year or two, you're going to see it again. Now, now, I relate all this to you because I'm pretty excited about it, as you can tell, because I believe God speaks through many different ways and many different forms. And tonight, we're going to kind of open up the subject together, and then next Thursday, I'll be back and we'll look at it even more in depth. But in the opening, I want to say, God speaks through movies. He speaks through media. And right now, around the world, there's a spot, I believe that there's a spotlight from heaven shining through Star Wars on a place that for 700 years, only the Father, the Son, and the Spirit knew what was happening in that little place with 12 guys worshiping him 24 hours a day, seven days a week, what God is doing right now through Star Wars is shining a light on a, on a place where he's saying, see this world? See this, all you religions of the world that are turning your backs on me? Guess what? There was a place in history where men got on their knees and they bowed to me and they worshiped me seven days a week, 24 hours a day. See, take that. That's what I think is going on. Come on, somebody. Come on. That's my little intro. So, yes, so... Uh, I've been serving, serving the Irish leaders for 23 years, had a wonderful experience. I, I preached at a conference with Danny Silk from Bethel, and we had a wonderful time together, and so here I am. So anyway, a little of my journey. I, I came to the Lord as a, as a good Lutheran. I was raised ELCA. Does anybody here know that denomination? Maybe just, maybe a little bit? E-L-C- Can anybody tell me what ELCA stands for? Let's all sing it. Evangelical Lutheran. Yeah, so I was raised ELCA. I got a good foundation of sin. I still remember in catechism, S-I-N, and the I was in the middle, and that's sin. So I was very convicted of my sin in the ELCA. But nobody really ever told me how awesome Jesus was until I reached Concordia College, good ELCA Lutheran school in Moorhead, and I met this guy. He was really, really cool. I could see the light of Jesus was alive in him, and so I... uh, I was convicted that I was not really following Jesus. So I went home, I got on my knees before the Lord, and I just, it was really like a 30-second prayer where I just, you know, Lord, I really want to follow you, and I do 
I do repent of my sins, and I do ask you to be Lord of my life. And it was like the room that I was in filled with light, even though there were no lights on. I just felt the power, the love of God filling me. And the next morning on my way to class, I'll never forget, I'm walking to class, and the, it was like, you know, from Isaiah, the trees of the field clapped their hands. It was like that kind of thing. It was like this veil had been lifted off of my eyes, and I could sense the love of God in all of his creation. I could feel, I knew he loved me personally, that Jesus died for me personally, that his blood has set me free. And so from that day, I never looked back. And uh, after graduating from college, I went on to study film. I went to USC Film School in LA, thinking maybe God had a career for me in Hollywood. My claim to fame there is I got, I got to a private tour of Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment, which is located on the back lot at Universal Studios. You say, Brother Carl, how did you get that? Well, I wrote to him every week for six months saying, Mr. Spielberg, I'm coming to work for you, so just get ready. And finally, uh, <laughs> finally one week before I had to leave L.A., uh, the woman that hires for his company called me up and said, you know, we'd, we'd like to meet you. Why don't you come in for an interview and a tour? So I got to, got to go in. They were making the film Hook at the time, if you remember that movie Hook oh, yeah. with Robin Williams. Rest in peace. Well, that career for Hollywood for me rested in peace because I came home. I came home and I, I, I took a walk in the woods and I said, Lord, you know, not what I will, but what you, what you will. What do you want of my life? He said to me, well, Carl, I'll tell you what. You can go back to Hollywood and you can walk that path and you can be a witness for me there. And when you get to eternity, you'll have no reward waiting for you, but you'll be with me, but you'll have no reward. Or you can walk this other path over here that I've planned for you. And if you take that path, when you get to eternity, you'll have an eternal reward. And I realized in that moment that I needed to take the road less traveled, so I did. And uh, I met a beautiful woman five years later who became my wife. You say, how did you, how did you meet her? Well, I was, I was 26. She was 21. And uh, I had been wanting to get married for like four years. And so I was in prayer about this and when I was 22. And the Lord said, yeah, you're going to get married, but I want you to be single for a while. I want you to travel for me around the world, which I did. So he said, hold off. He said, I'll, I'll find you a wife when you're about 26. About. So I knew four years prior about the month that I was going to get married because the Lord had talked talk to me. So I just said no to all relationships because I was, I was single for him, right? So I traveled the world. I traveled 13 times to Europe. All by faith, YWAM, love YWAM. I served uh, different bases over across in Europe. My wife, Sarah, I found out later also, uh, she got her DTS on the Mercy Ship Anastasis, which is the world famous YWAM Mercy Ship. So we're very familiar with YWAM. I love YWAM. I love friend raising. That's what we call it. Have you read Betty's book, Betty Barnett? Friend raising. Friend raising. That's what you're doing. Friend raising is awesome. He's raising up friends right now. I encourage you guys to be his friend. Monthly support this man, because you get to share in his, you get to share the fruit of his ministry. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to give you money, man. How much you need? I don't know. How much have I got in my wallet? Somebody check my wallet. Uh, so there, so, so how did I meet Sarah? So praying, I, I knew this was the month and the year I was going to meet a wife. So I put in my newsletter. I sent out about 700 newsletters in those days for our ministry. And I put in the front page, hey, I'm going to get married this year, 
So if any of you women intercessors have some cute daughters, please let me know. <laughs> Probably not the best newsletter I ever mailed. And well, so then I was invited to a vineyard church in the cities here that was all 20-somethings, all of our age right here, right? So I'm on my way in, and I got my hand on the door, and I said, Lord, this is the kind of church I could meet myself a woman. Come on. And I opened the door, and I walked in the church, and this beautiful princess was, was greeting people, this beautiful blonde-haired woman, and her name was Sarah, and she greeted me. And seven months later to the day, we got married. So isn't that fun? Yeah, so, so married now. Uh, we're coming up on 20 years. Told you I'm an old man. We have three gorgeous children. They're all strawberry blondes. They all got reddish blonde hair. And, and it's, been, it's been awesome. Uh, for, for 20 years now, the Lord called me as, as an evangelist, but also as a marketplace minister. So I, I really followed him into media. And for 20 years, I've been financing all of our missions around the world myself through wedding video. And uh, then uh, three years ago, and by the way, I've been to 20 nations so far. Got 170 to go, so you can pray for me. We're going to get to all of them. Uh, three years ago, I uh, had this uh, sort of thing growing on my leg here. My wife said, you know, you really should go take, get that checked over. So she's a very wise woman. So I went into the doctor, and by the time we, we had it looked over, lo and behold, I have had cancer. It was a very serious forum. It's a stage 3B melanoma that started here on my leg, and it spread quickly into my lymph nodes. So by the time I had my first major operation, I was in a pretty, pretty tough, tough state, pretty bad state. And the stats for people living more than a year or later in my condition were very, very low. So during this time, I want to tell you that uh, uh, I, had, I obviously had to lay down a lot of our ministry uh, and so I wasn't able to preach. I, I wasn't able to do wedding video. And in between you and I, I went through some very, very dark days. Uh, my particular treatment was by injection therapy. And uh, every shot that I had, I had to give myself these shots for half, half the treatment, and then the other half they gave them to me. And every shot accompanied itself with a fever. Paul and Nate are very aware of this because when I started a second round of treatment, I was here at the house praying for revival upstairs, and during that prayer time, the fever came on me. I was okay when I arrived at the house. When I left the house, I was 103. And these, so I endured 69 shots and 69 fevers of one day to five days in duration. And so uh, I had a lot of days where I wasn't sure if I'd see tomorrow, but let me just start this session by telling you, by encouraging you, that your father is absolutely positively with you. It does not matter what you are facing tonight. It does not matter how dark it may seem. It does not matter what your valley looks like because Jesus will take your hand and you will walk together with him through it. He does not promise that you're not going to walk through the fire. He says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. So I can testify tonight. I love him. I love Jesus Christ. And every single time I went to prayer, no, he did not answer the prayer, why me, God? I really don't want to leave this earth yet, Lord. I, I believe I have some time left, and I have three little kids that need me, and I really want to, I'd like to stay around. But if I got to go, I, 
why me? And he didn't answer that. But you know what he did do? He reached out to me in his love, and he spoke to me every single week of the past three years. So that's one of the reasons why I wrote this book, Love Speaks, because his love is real, and his love will speak to you. He doesn't answer the why question, but he will always be with you, and his presence goes with you, and his presence goes before you. So I wrote this book. I anchored this book in in these themes from Jeremiah because I love the prophet Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. There was a period of time in Israel's history where Israel was walking away from God. They were were saying no to his rule and reign. And, and, And all the nations around them, by the way, are also saying no to his rule and reign. So how does God respond when everybody, it seems, around him And these false prophets are prophesying over here, and his church is just down to a a minimal few, and all the nations around are serving idols and worshiping idolatry. What does he respond with? He says in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3, the Lord appeared to me from of old, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness. How does God respond when you and I are saying no to him? He says, I will love you. Then two chapters later, he says this, call to me and I will answer you. And I will do what? Anybody know it? I will answer you and then I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. And this is the promise of the, of the kingdom age. This, this, these chapters are sandwiched in Jeremiah chapters 29 through 34 are these beautiful five chapters that are that are messianic they're all promises of God saying even though everybody's in apostasy I'm going to send my messiah I'm going to send my savior and here's the promises he's going to give you I I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you and now each man and each neighbor won't have to say no the Lord for they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them they will all know me and he promises he says I'm going to make a give you a habitation of shepherds I'm going to put shepherds all around you and I'm going to speak to you and my love will be there and those are the promises Jeremiah prophesies, and 700 years or something later comes Jesus Christ, who he comes as the good shepherd, and he says, I'm the good shepherd, and my sheep will hear my voice. So, love speaks. So let's look at this subject. Can we take a few minutes and look at it? I have no idea what time it is now. Okay. Pull up my pants. I get so excited talking about Jesus. All right, over here on the whiteboard, ladies and gentlemen, let's, uh, if I can travel over here with the microphone on. You can put the other light on, too. I think we got enough light. I think we're okay. So let me, let me use black, and let's call this, let's call this Love Speaks. Now, let's do a little, let's do a little laboratory together. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. You are going to call out to me one by one. Different, different ways. Let's see. I'm going to put this. I'll start over here. I'll call this column VC. And I'm going to go straight down. I'll call this column C. And then uh, I'll do this one LC. Now, Paul, you, you're not allowed to participate. Nate, you're not allowed to participate because you already know the answers. All right. So let's do this here. Let's just do this. I'm just going to go one, two, 
three, four, five, six, and seven. I'm going to go straight across to all three columns like that. Now let's look at how love speaks. How does love speak? Okay, somebody, somebody tell me, how does God speak today? Audibly. Audibly, who said that? Ding, 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 ding. Thank you, Johnny. He wins the prize. He speaks in an audible voice. Yes, he does. Now, if we're numbering these, this is number 21. You got our final answer. <laughs> is that your final answer? It sure is tonight. Because you got, our, you got our least common. LC stands for least common. Okay. So we're going to fill these in together. Let's have another one. Prophecy, who said that? Okay. Prophecy, that's very good. He definitely, let, let's put this over. I think we'll put that over there. Prophecy. Okay. Prophecy, by the way, is known as a revelatory gift. It's a really cool gift. Okay. That's also in least common. I'll explain that in a minute. Why? Can I get my water first? Next. Let's go. Inner peace. Inner, who said that? Inner peace. Okay. I'm going to call that. I'm gonna, that's good. I'm going to actually call that, I'll, I'll put inner peace on the board because that's exactly right. I'm going to call that the inner witness. The inner witness. That is from our YWAMR. That is number three. Very good. That's the third. That's, that, that's by the way, I'll just, since we got to that column, that, these are very common ways. Very common. Well, that's the third most common way in the world that the Lord speaks right there. Let's keep going. The Bible. the Bible. Who said that? Very good. Ding, 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 ding. Johnny, tell her what she's won. She got the very first one. Give her a hand, ladies and gentlemen. That is, that is absolutely number one on the list. The most common way in the world. And I'm going to also call that, I need a better pen. This one is, where, where'd it go? Did I knock it out? I get pretty excited. Okay. Down here. Uh, I'm going to call this a little something else too. This is the, this is the established word. Now don't take any notes because I'm going to give you some notes for this stuff. So let's just have a little fun. Established word, the Bible. Okay, next. Other believers. Other believers. Who said that? Very good. Other believers. Absolutely, he does. Other people. Let's let's put that one. I think I'll tuck that one up here. Let's see. Yes, I'm going to put that here. Other believers. Okay, next. Wait, wait, hold it. We had two at once. Okay, tell me more. Okay, so that's an excellent point. I wouldn't put that, I'd put that maybe in a, in a kind of a bonus place because uh, it's a process, but I would put that within other believers because other people are, you're forgiving, they're forgiving, you're hearing God through them, and they're hearing God through you. Okay. Yeah, again. Okay, who said that? So that, so I would put, just, I would put justice in there too. Yeah, okay, okay. So general revelation, 
justice. You can put that in the Bible, too, because he speaks about how he's just. Okay, visions. Excellent, visions, yes. Okay, I'll put that right. I'm going to put that right here, visions. That's excellent. Dreams, that's next. Good, you guys are doing good. We're, we're filling it in. Sorry? Oh, okay, again, obedience. You know, there's certain things like fasting, obedience, forgiveness. These are all processes in the kingdom, aren't they? So they're not so much the Lord initiating talking to you. That's kind of what we're looking for. So keep going. You guys are doing great. Circumstances. Excellent. Yes, indeed. He sure does. I'm going to put that one uh, here. Let's see. Yeah, we're going to put that actually here. Okay, here's what I'm going to call that, okay? Circumstances. And there's another beautiful word in history for that, and it's called providence. Isn't that a wonderful word? Providence. In other words, your father, your father goes ahead of you on your path. See, your father has already been to tomorrow. Now, you just heard me testify of cancer. I'm in full remission tonight. I can stand here and say I'm healed. I'm in full remission. Amen? <laughs> now, uh, before my trial happened, I would not have been allowed to go into that trial unless the Father had foreordained that I had the courage and the stamina to be able to endure it. Because it says in 1 Corinthians that, it says right there in 1 Corinthians, he, 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 he will never allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to endure. But with the temptation or the test or the trial, he'll make a way of escape. So you always can know that no matter what it is you're going through, it could be the devil, it could be the enemy trying to attack you, it could be another person, it could be you, it could be, but all of it, we stand back, the Lord is still sovereign. And he will not allow you to go through something that he already hasn't known. He can send you through that or pull you through it and prove you in it and build your faith through it. Amen. So that's Amen. providence. Preach it. Preach it. Yes. Angels, that's very good. That's one of our least common. We're going to put that right here. Angels. Anybody ever seen an angel? A few of you? All right. Are they, are they pretty cool? I've never seen one. Are they, are they pretty cool? They're awesome. Okay. Yes, and when I say I've seen them, um, you know, I mean, they were there, and I felt like I could touch them, but I kind of think the person next to me around could see it. Very interesting. When Paul... When Paul was thrown off his horse, right? When Paul was thrown off his horse, he heard the sound from heaven. Jesus spoke. Who, who else heard it? Nobody. Nobody heard what Paul heard. See? But at conferences, there are many women who will say yes. Yes. I saw, I saw that angel in the altar. So, very good. So I'll give you a little, a little fun hint here, because uh, we haven't heard, heard it yet. But there's this particular gift of the Spirit that allows you to see the angels, and that's one of my ways. Anybody know what that is? No, nope. keep going. It's a gift of the Spirit in the, in the list of nine. Yes, there you go. She got it. So, excellent. And you said open heaven. You were kind of talking about... I mean, just people that, I guess, like, have thought that God was spiritual warfare. Yes. Excellent, excellent. So that... Yep, so one, two, three, four. That's here. We call that, that, we call that discerning of spirits. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit. It's a revelatory gift. Discerning of spirits. So what's cool about this gift, and again, nobody hardly ever teaches on this stuff, so that's why I'm here. I want to just let you guys know, we can, we, I can teach you on anything on this board tonight or next week. You can, you can choose whatever you want to hear, 
some more teaching on. But this is a cool gift because this allows you to see into the spirit realm and you can actually see angels or demons with that. You can sense what's going on. Some people operate in it by seeing. Some people feel things. Some people can sense things. It's a pretty cool deal. Okay, next. Well, again, okay, so I put faith, I put faith hope, yeah. love. I put those in the processes, but, but good answer. Okay. Yeah. Sorry? Okay, same thing. I'd put emotions. We feel, don't we? Okay, so we're, we're feeling people. But when the spirit speaks, he speaks out of our spirit. Okay? So while we may or may not feel, especially when the spirit falls on you or comes on you, some people feel him strongly, some people don't. But the presence is there, and, and that comes from internally from the spirit. Okay, keep going. I like the art for like literature or music. Okay, fantastic. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to put that here. We already talked about, I thought I told you earlier, movies, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. So we're going to put that right here. I'm going to call that media. You're, you're correct. You're correct in, in a sense. What I like to do in this exercise is just say media as a whole is its own category because God created the world. He, he is working to redeem this world every day through you and I, and yet he still can pass through, in a sense, anything that man creates in order to get his message of redemption across or to speak to you. So that's why I put media by itself it is also, it would also fit in other believers in that you can read a story about a great leader or somebody that really you're attracted to from years ago, from the fifth century, like St. Patrick or something. And you can, God can speak to you through St. Patrick's life. Well, he was another believer, but you can go see a movie about St. Patrick and same thing. So. And medium doesn't have to be only other believers either. I Correct. Mean, I wouldn't call Star Wars a Christian movie. Correct. That's, that's right. I knew I had brought up Star Wars. Yeah. Yep, there were the stone steps. You guys just wait to see the next Star Wars is going to open with Luke on the island. They, I, I did the research. I, I, did a little, I got really nosy. I went back, and I found out that they reshot for five days on Skellig Michael for the next movie. So he's going to be in there. Okay, next. Teachers. Teachers. Okay, who said that? Okay, I, that's excellent. What I, would, what I would say there is I'm going to say teachers, okay, because you said it, but I'm going to expand that to preaching, teaching, or any anytime the word of God is expounded, that is a way that God speaks. So this is really good. So in other words, when you're about to hear a message, pray for the speaker, pray for yourself. Say, Lord, what are you going to speak to me today freshly through your word? Very good. Okay, that's good. Well, that's what we're after, isn't it? I mean, we're after conversation. If I had time, I'd teach on prayer. I have a whole thing on prayer. Prayer is, is, the, is, is a means by which we hear his voice. That's one of the... Yeah, I like to say, I like to say, don't seek an angel. You know, it's like saying, don't seek the supernatural for the sake of the supernatural. That's what the world is hungry for. That's what they're doing. We don't do that as believers. We set our hearts on the Father. We set our hearts on the beauty of Jesus Christ. We worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. We seek him 
And then any of these ways in which he chooses then to speak are beautiful. So never, never seek an angel. You, I mean, you can, you can thank them because they are here tonight. They're around. I, I sensed one over there earlier. So they're here. They're, they're listening to us. You know, they're worshiping Jesus. We can thank them. But I would never pray to one, and I would never seek for one. I would just worship Jesus because that's, they're going to be there when you worship him. Okay, very good. Ding, 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 ding. We're filling them in. Nature. Tell me more about that. What do you, what do you mean by that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great one. I hope you guys ask me to teach on that. That's a really fun subject. Okay. Okay, excellent point. Where I would put tongues is not actually on this list. Tongues is a prayer language that you're given from the Lord, and it's it, the exercise of that is to build up your inner man, isn't it? You know. Now, in the list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you have tongues listed. It's at, toward the very bottom. By the way, tongues and the interpretation of tongues are the only two gifts in the entire list of nine gifts that were new for the church age. Those two gifts alone are two that are new for this age, Seven, all of the other seven have all been active since the book of Genesis forward. I don't know if you knew that. So all of you that, again, I was never taught that in the ELCA, but I have learned it since. So I wouldn't put tongues on here, although when you're in a church service and somebody has a tongue, and then we wait on the Lord and somebody gives an interpretation, that's God speaking. But the, the, the higher level of that is prophecy, and that's why that's on my list. Because prophecy is much higher level than tongues and interpretation. And it's very, very, it's, it's more common, much more common. Yes? Okay. So it's, it's an evidence Miracles? of God. Um, that he's real. It's like a physical parable that you can hear the best thing. Healing is awesome. Yeah, it's, again, those are some other gifts. Again, I wouldn't put them in this list only because I have in this list Gifts of the Spirit that are, that are designed by God, given to us by him, to help us communicate with him. These, the ones that I'm going to give you in this list are like the walkie-talkie. They're called revelatory. So that should give you a hint that there's two more that we haven't hit yet in that list. Anybody want to take a guess? Word of knowledge. Yes, thank you. Word of knowledge. That's here. Word of knowledge. And what's the other one? What's the sister gift to that? Thank you. Wisdom. Word of wisdom. Now, the word of wisdom in the list of the gifts is listed first, and some scholars believe that Paul listed that gift first because it is the greatest of all the gifts. It's the first one in the list. Yet, when's the last time you had a really good teaching on word of wisdom? Well, there's one in the book, so get the book. (laughs) It's a good advertisement. I love to teach on word of wisdom because it's such a beautiful gift. The word of wisdom, I'll just give you, I'll give you one minute of it, okay? Is, is the gift that God gives us that is like the blueprint gift from heaven. It's like if you're seeking God, many of you might be seeking God for your life right now. Lord, what am I called to do? What am I on this earth for? Why am I here? I want to do whatever you call me to do, so show me. Any of you praying that prayer right about now? Okay. One hand. I bet some more. <laughs> the point is that the word of wisdom can come into play for you, and how this gift works is you put, it, it's like a... It's like a blueprint. It's like he takes different words and things in your life and he can put them together and paint a picture for you. So it works in tandem 
It works in tandem with the word of knowledge. It works in tandem with prophecy and sometimes discerning of spirits. They all kind of flow together sometimes. But the word of wisdom, wisdom can take the knowledge and make it into a picture for your life. Pretty cool. Okay? Can God speak to our enemies? Very good question. What do you think? Yes. Okay. Do you have an example? Yes. Yeah, so then I would, exactly, I would put that in circumstances. Uh, yeah, exactly. He wanted one on the board. And I, you guys are like, awesome. I wanted one on the board. And then I put that, I put that, yeah, really, well, I put that in, yeah, providence, circumstances, uh, maybe other, other, well, other believers, you could all say unbelievers could go there too. Other people. Uh, St. Patrick wrote this beautiful poem. And toward the end of this poem from the 5th century, he says, he's talking about Christ and his relationship with Jesus. You know, He says, Christ above me, Christ below me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ where I sit, Christ where I arise, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of friend or stranger. So you can develop a relationship with Jesus so you're hearing him through everybody. Okay? Would you count like a mental picture or image as separate from a vision? Like a, or would that be like... I'd put that in the category of vision. Okay, should I fill in the gaps here for us? Sure. Are we getting at the point? Sorry? Mercy? Mercy is another one of those processes. Yep, we, we, especially when we're when we're feeling the Lord's mercy, when we are experiencing his mercy for others, sure, he's speaking in that way, but that's a process. Okay, let me fill in the blanks for you. This is really interesting. Let's just take a step back. Anybody got a camera? Take a photo of that before I fill in the blanks. You guys did really well. I am, I am impressed. This is the most that anybody has ever gotten in this list. Now, granted, I have... Yeah. <laughs> Paul will tell you, I, I, I've taught at, at the Bible school... Uh, at Acts, for, uh, Acts Bible School in January and did this exercise. And we got about, you guys did much better. It's very good. Can you do many more? Anyone? Trial temptation? Yeah. <laughs> She's working. Can I buy vowels? Keep going. <laughs> can I, Pat, can I buy a vowel? We want to give us an S. <laughs> no, I wouldn't put miracles. Okay. Did we get all the gifts? We did. Okay. So you got a photo? Languages? Okay. <laughs> Stop it. No, not languages. Okay. Let me tell. I'll assume the role of teacher now. Okay, I'll take over. So what's really interesting is nobody got number two. Okay, maybe I should teach the number two tonight. Uh, this is a good one. Okay, nobody got number two. This is the second most common way God is speaking every single day, and it is the living word. What, Carl? Are you nuts? So let me demonstrate the living word for you. So you're, you're in a tough place. Now, here's the difference. Here's the difference between these two, okay? You need, you absolutely need the established word. This, this is your rock. This is your anchor. This is the truth. 
And you need to know what it says. You need to believe what it says. And you need to stand on it. Literally, there are situations in your life. And when I was first diagnosed and I went through my operations and then I had to go through what I had to go through, the first thing I did was I got a hold of some word that was very powerful and I stood my ground. I align, see, you align yourself with the truth and you stand your ground. Say, how long do you have to stand? Long. Every day. And then discouragements come and people speak against you. How long do you have to stand? You have to keep standing. You stand on the word. Stand on the truth. And let me just say to you, just in case I don't teach on number one while I'm with you, you can read it in the book, but you are going to undergo a lot of trials in your life. And just like our brother started with tonight, there are people that he knows that have, that have walked with Jesus, been on fire, <laughs> maybe people that used to sit right here, you know, used to be right in these seats, and they were on fire a year ago. But where are they tonight, and what are they doing tonight? Well, they're not on fire anymore. Why? Because he said it. They hit some tough times in their life, and they responded with either a blaming God or just walking away from him or somehow just saying, maybe this Christian life really isn't what I thought it was, and they're walking away. Well, guess what? That temptation is going to face every single one of you, and your enemy knows your buttons, and he will push them day in and day out. So the only way you can fight against that is to know what the Word says and to stand on the rock of the Word. And it's very vital because this world is not going to get a lot easier. This world is going to get darker. In fact, that's the promise from Scripture. The promise of the, of the, of the church age is we start out, the kingdom of God grows, but as we reach the end, there is a combination of revival and judgment going on in, in all the nations of the world at the same time. So while it is true you're going to see revival, you're also going to see judgment from God upon nations and peoples undergoing judgments and many, many peoples completely walking away from God and having nothing to do with him. And those people will persecute the ones that are standing on the word. So get ready. In your lifetime, you're going to have to face intense persecution. Whether that's your government or another religious group or someone that puts a gun to your face, you got to know who your Jesus is. You've got to be able to stand on your Jesus. That's why number one is important. Now, we had a hand up. Exhortation? He's still working on the list. Exhortation? Exhortation. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. So is God speaking to any of you? Okay, so that would work. It's not on my list. Thank you, though. Thank you. I love that you're still trying. You're so awesome. Can, Carl, can we get well, just one more, please? I want number five. Give me number five. Can I buy a vowel? Okay. What is so the living? So the living word is 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 this. You're in your Bible. You got to be in your Bible. But as you're reading it, you know, here's a good one. I just haven't opened a David. David killing Goliath. So I'm going through a difficult time, you know. And it's like the Holy Spirit goes. And, and, and a word in the word, in the established word, comes to life inside of you. And all of a sudden, you know that God is speaking that verse to you for your condition. And then when you can get that kind of word and stand on that, but then speak it, that's a whole teaching itself. That takes me 10 minutes to do that. You, the word creates power for you. The living word goes into the spirit realm. It goes ahead of you in your way, and it's like a spear. <laughs> And you speak out the living word, the word that God has given you. And I, I can tell you the truth. If I had time, I would, give you, I would give you multiple experiences that I've had in the cancer battle where God gave me a word from the word, and I stood on it, and I, I, to this day, I'm still standing on it. I'm here. 
Praise God. The living word, <clears throat> most common, almost more common than this. And, and just let me leave you with this before I move on. Just, just to say, listen, maybe we should do this exercise tonight. Maybe we should close tonight, whatever time we have to finish, with an exercise. I think we'll do that. Uh, look, you, 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 the, the word of God, this, this word and the living word, is your spiritual bread. It is your sustenance. It is your nourishment. And you actually don't have to let a day go by. Okay, let me say something a little challenging. You don't have to let a single day go by if you don't want to where God does not speak to you from his word and encourage you from his word and comfort you from his word. And how do I know that? It's because of the manna. So, see, the manna was only good for one day. And so the manna is a type of the living bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life, right? So the manna wasn't, you couldn't eat it the next day. It dropped, it fell, it was God's provision. He was trying to teach them something. Man does not live by bread alone, but by what? Yes. So Jesus showed us this by quoting from Deuteronomy 6 and 7 to Satan in the wilderness didn't he? And he said, what, what did Jesus say when the enemy tempted him in his, in his mind? What did he say? It is written. That's it. So that's why you need, yes, that's why you need to know the word so you can agree with it and say, actually, it is written. So Satan, you can stuff it because I don't care what you say to me. This word here says, I shall live and not die. Guess what? I'm having feelings of death today. Well, it is written, I shall live and not die. And when I say those words, it is written, and I speak it out in the spirit realm, it has power, it has authority, and you can move forward into your circumstances knowing that it is written. And if it is written, God says, my word is forever settled in heaven. It's forever settled. Yes. And that's why I tied in with Nate's story awesome. at the beginning because he said, you know, the Lord is growing us by leaps and bounds. And that's kind of the way I felt recently just in my own experience. And so, Good for you. You stand there. Now, where, do the, where, does, where does the enemy speak his lies to you? Where do they come? You're weakened. Where you're most vulnerable. Okay. But where, and, and where do you hear them? Right here. So, you know, so guess what? Nobody hit four or five, uh, which I'll hit in just a second, but there are three different voices you can hear in your mind, okay? So voices. You know, I'll just tell you guys this, since, since Donald Trump is running for president, <clears throat> in 2003, God gave me a dream, and it was the first year of The Apprentice, and, uh, and I saw myself in the dream meeting Donald Trump and shaking his hand, and he had a really weak handshake. And I woke up. And I prayed. I said, Lord, do you want me to apply for The Apprentice? Am I supposed to apply for this show? So I'll tell you a little story. So this fits in with the voices. I will tie this into the teaching. I promise. So I applied. I made a video 
of, I made a video of me as a wedding videographer in a tuxedo. That's what I wear to my Jewish weddings. I wear a tuxedo. And I went on camera, and I did Shakespeare, and I did all these things. I'll do my Shakespeare next week for you if you really want me to. And I, I do Braveheart and Shakespeare and all yeah, kinds of stuff. So ne- next week, next week. But, uh, uh, yeah, you've heard, you've heard the Braveheart. Yes. So, uh, so I sat on this tape, and the casting directors called me from L.A. said, we'd like to interview you. So I'll make a long story short. I got interviewed in four different cities by the lead casting directors of The Apprentice. Uh, now, I didn't quite fit their mold for one of the seasons, but they came back and they grabbed me for The Apprentice Martha Stewart edition, which was only, only aired once. If any of you remember that, it's 2004. And so they flew me to L.A., and they make you go through a week of intense tests. And you, nobody, I hope this isn't going off on the Internet, is it? Yes. Crap. Okay, all of you people listening to the internet, you did not know my name, and you didn't, you didn't hear this from me. Okay, well, I can't tell you too much, because I'm under, I'm under contract to not reveal too much. But I will tell you this. They made me take an exam, and there were 500 questions on it, and one of the key questions was, do you hear voices? And I flippin' answered, yes! <laughs> and it totally freaked them out, right? So I answered yes, and I met with the two, they have a, psych- I can't tell you this, okay. You didn't hear it from me. I met with their psychologist. He, he showed me the graph of my personality, and believe me, they know everything about you from the inside out. They know exactly how you're going to act and react on these shows. It's incredible. And it spiked. It went, it went straight over 100 from zero for, for one little bit, and then the rest of it was all normal. He's like, boy, you are one weird cookie. <laughs> yes, I am, because I hear voices. Anyway, uh, so... Uh, well, it was a pretty cool experience. They had 800,000 applicants, and I made it to the final six guys. So that was pretty fun. Um, what are the three voices that can talk in your head? We already talked about one. Satan. You know what he speaks? He speaks lies. What are the other voices we can hear? Yeah, that's pretty simple teaching, right? Okay. So, so this is really interesting. Nobody got number four. Number four is one of the most common ways. You, you can hear this every single week, and it is the inner voice, the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. So we missed number two and number four. This is a very, very common way, and this is where when I teach on the inner voice, I give you a little bit more on that because the inner voice sounds like you. Yeah, okay, I just had a thought. Okay, see, the inner, see you say, what does God sound like? Everybody thinks, everybody thinks, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> he, well, you know, he's the voice of many waters. He speaks over the seas. You know, he sounds like Charlton Heston or whatever. We think this, you know, we think of this strange, but actually the inner voice is so very common and it comes out your mind from your spirit as your thought. So you have to get good at learning when is it the enemy talking? When is it you and when is it God? Okay, we're coming to the end of our time very soon. So let me give you the other ones here. Oh, I love this one too. So what I'm going to have you do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand out a sheet in a minute. So before we close, you guys are going to set up next week's teaching by getting in contact with me or just letting me know next Thursday night which of these you'd like me to share some on next week. Okay? So we'll be very spontaneous. I love number five. I call this one the desires of your heart. 
In the book, the chapter title is Holy Spirit Inception. Any of you seen Inception? Come on, Leonardo. Super, super amazing movie, right? That, okay, I won't, I won't teach on that tonight, but I could. It's, I use that movie as the example in the chapter because that is what maybe, just maybe, maybe God created you for a purpose. Maybe you're wired a certain way. Maybe you have passions in a certain area. And maybe, just maybe, that's because he wants you to live out that life. He's incepted those desires from before you were born, and you're supposed to follow them. So if any of you right now are in school or you're at a point in your life and you're saying, gosh, what should I do? Could I encourage you? Maybe you should follow the desires of your heart. Don't end up doing a career for 30 or 40 years of something that pays good, but you don't like to show up to work for. Pick something you love to do. Pick your passion. If you can make a few dollars and pay the bills, follow the desires of your heart. Okay, as we go through, now these are all seven of the very common ways. Thank you. All right, Karen, give me an amen. I told you, I'm an exhorter. I could exhort till midnight, and I won't even know what time it is, so you just have to stop me. Okay, down here we got the preaching of the word, other believers, visions, dreams. We got one of my favorites is right here. This is a very, again, a common way. He speaks through symbolic speech or riddles. You say, what in the world are you talking about? You have to wait till next week. Hit me with that next week. You know, like Gollum and, and Bilbo in the cave, and they're going back and forth doing riddles in The Hobbit? Okay, that's God. That's often how God speaks to you in riddles. You say, prove it. Okay, go in your Bibles to Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers. And in Numbers, it says, he's talking about how Moses talks and how he talks to people. He says, I speak to my people in riddles and an intriguing symbolic speech. So he's been doing it for thousands of years, but nobody seems to know what it is. So that's why I wrote the book. We're going to teach on that. Okay, business, dream, symbolic speech. We got media. This is another one of my favorites. I call this one Holy Coincidence Batman. You were going to guess Batman? Oh, man. You should have said Batman. Holy coincidence, Batman. Holy coincidence, Batman. Listen, this holy coincidence, Batman, it happens to me every freaking week. Are we recording? Every freaking week. Listen, it does. I, I, there are moments of your life that are just set up by the Father, and you bump. It's like you bump into somebody, or you bump into a situation, and you, it's like impossible odds that that could possibly happen to you at that moment, and yet it happens, and you're encouraged, and you walk away. That was your Father setting up a holy coincidence Batman for you. Awesome. And then we got almost all of these. We just, we just missed our Savior. Jesus can speak to you. He can personally appear to you if he wants to. It's very, yeah, we're, we missed the Sunday school answer. You know, I've never seen him, but I love him, you know. But he is appearing. He's appearing in dreams. He's appearing, he's appearing to, yeah, many, many thousands of Muslims right now. And, they're, and he's telling them to go find the preacher, go find a Christian, because they're going to talk to you about me. Isn't that cool? It's like he keeps using us to bring salvation. He doesn't bring it himself. He brings it through us to people. And uh, very, very uncommon, least common. Very, it's number 20 on the list, but it's, it's there. Did we get them all? That's all 21. Okay, now I have a little gift for you. So where am I? Here. I'm just going to pass these out. And then I want to, I, I don't know, how much, do we have time for a... 
an activation or uh, can can you just pass these out to everybody? And there's give me the okay. All right. So I'm giving you a little uh, a little free gift, and then also I want to let you know if you would be so kind as to fill in for me your name and your email, I will email you uh, in the next two days another free gift. I'll email you the first forty. I believe it's the first 46 chapters of Love Speaks as a gift. So it's, it's all the introduction. It's the first chapter. It's the foreword. I will email you. So the first portion of Love Speaks as a gift, I will also add you to my monthly. I do a once-a-month e-letter that you'll just get once a month, so it's not too overwhelming. But it informs you of what's happening with our ministry around the world. And I also do a devotional in the e-letter. So that will be coming to you. But if you just put your name and email in here, you'll get... Two, two free ebooks. You're, I'm going to send you, and you'll get a link to an ebook I wrote that talks all about points one and two on the board, how to hear God in His Word. And I will send you this week, so you got something free, the whole first chapter, Love Speaks, which is all about how the established word is important. So let me pass this around, and it's all ready for sign up. Just name, email, boom, hit sign up, and you're good to go. Here you go. So pass it around the room. Now, you all got your list. Can you, can, now, this is a handy little tool, keep this in your Bible this week, right? You'll also notice, I put a scripture for you. I I put a foundational scripture for every single way. Why? Because I believe that everything on this board, all those 20 are all linked to number one. So the word has to anchor everything we hear, every experience we could possibly have in hearing his voice. The word of God anchors it. So I have put I would encourage you to put that in your Bible, and I've put a scripture there, and just look them up. Look them up, study them, meditate on them. You know, if one of those on the board kind of intrigues you on your list, you think, what is, what is that? Where's the scriptural basis for that? Go to that verse this week. And what I really want you to do this week is begin to be aware that your Father loves you, that His love is going to speak to you. And so He's already gone before you in the way. So He... So expect, okay? So when you wake up tomorrow, expect. It's a new day. Lord, I am looking to you this day. Now, to hear from him and his word, what do you have to do? <laughs> you have to, yeah, and you have to be in the word, right? So, so that takes some effort. And believe me, hearing from God does take effort. It's an active stance. That's a whole other part of the teaching. It's that everything that I teach in this book, and, and, and for your life, is active. You have to activate these areas by faith. They all work by faith, all of them. So expect tomorrow. And I would love it if we can come back a week from now when I'm here, and some of you could testify, actually, this week, this happened to me, that happened to me, that happened to me, and I had all these contacts with God this week. That's what I would love to see happen. And every one of you can have multiple contacts with God. And you had one today. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry, I was talking. I bet it was a great experience. It was. Thanks for the opportunity to share. Okay.
Did, did, did you all hear it? I'm sorry, I missed, I missed the last half. I saw. I heard the first half. It, it was not a demon. I, I got to that part, and then. Okay. All right. That, that, yeah. So. Um, okay. So I missed it. So there you go. Uh, I think because of the time tonight, I apologize. I probably went a little bit long, but I often go a little bit long. Was it all right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to share my heart with you. And uh, two things I'll say. I have four, four copies of the book here. They're 15 bucks. So four of you can buy one tonight. They, all, they, are, they are all signed by me. And uh, it's worth an extra dollar on eBay if it's signed. So when you want to sell it, you got a signed copy. Uh, you can buy them. You can just, just see me. If you don't have any money with you, you can, you can buy it through PayPal. I can show you on your phone in two clicks how just to pay me $15 to get it. If you want to go on Amazon... Just go to Amazon.com. It's live on Amazon. I'm just going to tell you this. You just do a search in the Amazon window, and I think Nate is maybe going to email, email you guys the link. But if you want to do a search tonight and find it, I have a beautiful Kindle edition as well. It's all, in, it's all designed beautifully on Kindle. If you're a Kindle reader, just search in your search window three words, love, speaks, and then my first name, Carl. That's all you have to search. And, and the book will pop up for you, and you can take a look. If you happen to buy one this week and it arrives to you via Amazon, I will sign it for you next week. I will also have more copies for you. Could I pray for you? All right, let's all stand together. And I want to pray just a prayer of impartation. And then next week we're going to have some exercises. We're going to actually practice some of this teaching together, and we're going to hear God's voice together next week. So bring a friend next week. Anybody that comes in this room next week is going to receive a word from God, and everybody that comes next week is going to give a word from God. So if you've never given a word before, you will come next week. You will be activated to give one. If you've never received one, you will be activated to receive one next week. So tell all your friends and enemies to come, and we'll have a little party of hearing, hearing God's voice. Let me pray for you guys. Prayer of impartation. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are love, you are eternal love, and Father, your love speaks. You said it so simply, call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Lord, I thank you that this is the church age, that we are in the age of Messiah Jesus, that his voice is speaking, that Lord, your voice is calling out of the wilderness of our lives, and you're drawing us, and Lord, every time we hear your voice, we experience your love. So I pray that this week, every one of these folks that are gathered here tonight and everyone listening on, on this recording will be activated in the name of Jesus to, in their spirits, in their spirit man, to be uh, actively listening and connecting with you. Lord, that you're contacting them this very week, even this night, I pray for dreams. I just release in the spirit, in the name of Jesus, fresh dreams for every person here that come from you, that they would learn what it means to interpret those dreams and how you're speaking to them in their dreams, Lord, even as they sleep. I thank you, Father, for all the ways that you are going to bring the reality of Jesus by the voice uh, of the Spirit to all of these folks. And I bless them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.